You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we are here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Tabitha Zakaria. Excuse me. And today we have Jason Cook joining us um, in the studio. I'm sure you're used to having Jason um, hosting the programs, but today Jason is going to be our presenter, which is um, going to be a a bit different for him. uh, But we appreciate having Jason in the studio today. And uh, I believe we will all appreciate hearing Jason Jason's voice more than we actually. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be different being on the other side of the uh, microphone, Tabitha, so, mm. or the other side of the room, should I say. I don't yeah. think I've ever sat on this side of the room before. So, uh, Welcome, David. Uh, sorry, welcome, Jason. Um, th- thank this, you. That seat looks good on you. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's, a, it's a different program today. Um, Let's uh, talk about what we're doing on Fridays because we don't have a regular presenter yet for our Friday program. So I'm a substitute, uh, hopefully not too poor a substitute, but I am a substitute for the moment. So uh, what are we doing on uh, Fridays uh, this year, Tabitha, so, for now? <clears throat> at the moment, um, we don't have a regular presenter for Fridays. Um, as you, you're aware, we lost two of our presenters. Um, that was Gary Webster and um, Rako Challenge. We have uh, a new presenter for Wednesdays, um, who is Daniel Matteo, but we haven't found a, found a presenter for um, Fridays. Um, and at the moment, we are go- inviting um, Tasmanian locals to come and um, share their personal experiences, personal um, spiritual experiences with us. And today we have Jason with us. Um, thank you, Jason, for coming in. We really appreciate that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So... Uh yeah, I hope uh, I hope uh, our listeners can uh, benefit from uh, what we're going to share today. So, mm. of course, we don't have any previous episodes of this uh, program to review. No, we don't. It's this is a new series, and um, we decided to go with the the title "Connecting the Dots." Um. And the, yeah, and that's sort of I guess the reason we, why we came up with that uh, name was because you know we've, we do a lot of Bible study during the week. We hear different uh, messages. And I guess um, the personal testimonies of people is is how that all applies to our lives, and I guess that's why we sort of uh, settled on the name connecting the dots. You know, how does all this uh, understanding of scripture? How does it actually play out in our lives, and uh, mm. how, how does that impact on people? Yeah, it would be interesting to hear what um, different people have to share and uh, more especially what Jason has to share with us today. Um, just to remind our listeners, you can catch us through the Faith FM app um, or the Faith FM website where you can uh, listen to the previous episodes that we've done. And uh, also our show number is 488 um, Feel free to text us any questions, any comments or any feedback that you may have and I will be able to share um, that um, as we go on. So, um, Jason, um, what do you have for us today? Well, the title of today's program is called The Big C. And uh, when I talked about this yesterday, I, I didn't say what the C means. I, I, I indicated it could mean uh, a challenge, a career. Mm-hmm. Um, what else could C stand for, I guess, in the big C? I'm not sure. But uh, anyway... The uh, 
the big C has a meaning, and I guess some people know it as uh, when people get diagnosed with cancer and say, that's what we're talking about today, and uh, probably for the next couple of weeks as well, um, the big C, yeah. my, my journey with cancer. Mm. So we have Jason sharing um, his journey with cancer uh, for in a period of three weeks, and uh, we really appreciate um, that you're able to share that with us, Jason. Um, it takes a lot of courage, um, and uh, we pray that God will guide you through this program. And, um, yeah, we pray that we hope that uh, whatever you're going to share will bless someone or encourage someone out there. Yeah. Mm, so, Jason, um, I believe, uh, uh, did you want to pray before we get into today's Sure, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Heavenly Father, we just uh, ask you to be with us right now. We ask you to be with our listeners as uh, they hear this. Lord, uh, we are imperfect people, but uh, we know that you can work through us anyway, and we just ask that uh, that somebody uh, hears a message today that will help them in their walk. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get into the program, Jason. Yeah, so um, I uh, was um, first diagnosed with cancer in 2008, but I guess the big question is, well, what type of cancer? There are so many different types of cancers. Well, for me, mm-hmm. uh, it was skin cancer, a form of skin cancer, and there are different types of skin cancer. Mm-hmm. But uh, mine was uh, melanoma, which um, there's there's two other types, or common, there's there's more types than that as well, but the two common ones are uh, the what they call BSCs, or basal cell carcinoma, and B, and um, squamous cell carcinoma. So they are very common forms of skin cancer. Slightly less common is melanoma, which is uh, normally starts from a mole, or it's, it's to do with the pigmentation in your skin. And uh, something happens, and it starts to mutate and goes crazy. And uh, it, melanoma is specifically quite a an aggressive form of cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, believe it or not. Um, Australia is it, it, it's actually a bit of a, uh, a competition, if you could call it that, between mm-hmm. Australia and New Zealand. But uh, at the moment, or the most recent information is that uh, Australia is slightly ahead per you know hundred thousand or per capita mm-hmm. in terms of cases of melanoma. So in the world, the highest incidence of melanoma in the world is Australia at the moment. So. Mm. You know, Jason, I never heard about anything about melanoma before I came to Australia. My first, like, after I arrived here, that was the first time I came across this um, type of cancer. Mm. Um, what is this, uh, what causes melanoma? So uh, it's generally caused by too much sun exposure. And um, even though I live in Tasmania, and have done since I was young. I was actually born in Queensland, but uh, I, I've lived in Tasmania since I was young. I never knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a Queenslander. For all those listening in Queensland, hello. <laughs> you can you can text us in and say hello. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had a lot of sun exposure as a, as a kid and uh, in my younger years and teenage years, and I guess uh, that's where um, so I think melanoma can sort of uh, develop um over many years or, or you know perhaps you might have been affected you know as young people we tend not to take a lot of care mm-hmm. um, you know as white skinned people we we burn if we get too much sun and uh, and eventually I think that can um, turn into into melanoma the um, 
there are cases of melanoma which actually is completely unrelated to sun exposure. Mm. Some people can get melanoma in places like in their mouth, which obviously you don't get a lot of sun in your mouth, so, no. <laughs> uh, or on the sole of your foot. Mm. That can also happen. And another one could be in your eye. It's called ocular melanoma. So there are mm. other ways um, that you can get melanoma, and I'm, I'm really not sure that they fully understand mm. the reasons behind that. But for most, it's mm. uh, to do with the ultraviolet light in sun that mm. uh, that ultimately causes a mutation in the DNA of our cells that in particularly in areas that are like moles that have a lot of melanin in them so um, mm. moles in our skins uh, you know I'm unfortunately a person mm. who inherited that uh, genetic um, makeup from my grandmother and others mm. and uh, and yeah so that's uh that's how it all uh, probably started when I was younger. Mm. I believe there's so much that is unknown about cancer and, um, yeah, just more research needs to be done. Um, so, Jason, did you want to share how your journey with uh, melanoma began? Yes. Well, normally with melanoma it uh, starts with um, finding a mole that looks a bit strange. But for me it was actually finding a lump in my neck. And uh, I had it, uh, this is back in 2008, in January 2008 I had it, I had an ultrasound to investigate what this lump was and they had a look at it and they said, no, everything looks normal. Um, by August 2008, I, I actually got sick with with a cold and uh, the lump got really sore and I thought, there's something not right about this. It hasn't gone away. It was still there. Mm-hmm. I went back to my GP. He said, oh, look, it's just probably a cyst or something and uh, we'll we'll get, just to be safe, we'll get a biopsy done and... We will find out what's going on. But, look, I'm not expecting anything, you know, serious there. So mm-hmm. I did that. It was actually on Friday, uh, October 3 in 2008 that I had that biopsy. That was um, done in the morning. And uh, I got a call from my GP that afternoon, which I wasn't expecting to get, to get the results so quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got the results. And to his shock, and certainly to my shock, he said the... Uh, the lump is actually melanoma. Mm. Now that's uh, in a lymph node. It's not on the skin. So on the skin is where it's called a primary melanoma. This was now in a lymph node on my neck, which means it was secondary or metastasized. So mm. we will talk a bit more about that after the break. Mm. Yes, please stay with us um, as we continue to hear um, Jason share his story. Um, let's listen to this song. Uh, There is a mountain by Caroline Cobb. you get 
That was um, There is a Mountain by Caroline Cobb. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. And we are talking with Jason Cook on the topic of the big C, um, which is cancer, part one. Uh, before we continue, we have a listener question. Um, what Bible verse has helped you face a big challenge in your life? 
Uh, please share your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, um, and we'll be able to share that next week. Um, to share with us the Bible verse that encourages you when you're going through a hard time. And uh, for a free book offer, um, we're giving away this book called "When Heaven Poses" by Carl um, Johnson, and I will give you more information later on, as um, in the program. Um, Jason, before the break, you told us about your initial diagnosis of melanoma, which had got to stage three. Um, so how serious is stage three? Wow. Well, and I, what is the treatment? Yeah. So mm. stage one melanoma is where it's just still on the skin. Um, and stage one and two depends on how deep it's it's gone into the skin. But uh, stage three is where it's spread uh, somewhere. So it's spread to another part of the body. And uh, in my case, stage three meant it had spread to a lymph node. And, and normally with, with uh, melanoma, when it's spread to a lymph node, it's quite serious because it can very quickly, rapidly spread all around your body. Mm. Um, so quite serious, but fortunately for me, um, the scan showed that it hadn't spread elsewhere in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some really interesting things that happened uh, during that time because it was a Friday that uh, I was got that call from the doctor and um, my aunt actually had had melanoma primaries uh, before and she was from Victoria and she said I think you should go to Melbourne because melanoma can be very aggressive and it can spread very quickly. Mm -hmm. I think you should go to Melbourne where they have a special, uh, it's called the uh, melanoma clinic where they specialise purely in in, uh, treating melanoma. And so, amazingly, I was able to get an appointment on that following Monday. I rang, I got an appointment, and just a few days later, I was in Melbourne on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, lots of things happened very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, They thought they found two moles on my head that they suspected at least one of them was the primary source of the melanoma. It's always important to find the primary because then they can remove the primary, which helps it stop spreading to other locations. Mm -hmm. That day, in uh, just on the Wednesday uh, after my diagnosis, all surgeries had been cancelled in the theatre that day because of flooding. But because of that cancellation, there was one theatre that they could still use and it was not booked out at all. So I was able to actually have surgery that very day to take the, uh, the moles out on the top of my head and uh, lo and behold, they found no cancer in mm. them. So... At some point, the theory mm. is that there was a mole that mm. had cancer in it, but somehow my body had actually uh, eaten up that cancer, so to speak. Mm. It had got rid of it, yeah. but it had spread to the lymph node, which is, mm. is quite serious. Mm. And uh, you know, later, I didn't know at the time and I didn't ask and uh, they didn't tell me, which I'm glad for. I'm glad about this. But uh, mm-hmm. later I looked up um, the statistics of stage 3 melanoma and at that time the only treatment was surgery. And the chance of surviving about five years was around about 15%. So it's quite serious, you know, to survive five years uh, after melanoma. Um, Only 15% chance means that it's pretty serious. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it was was a a very sudden challenge. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. I can't even imagine, to be honest. Um, I just... um, yeah, wondering how, what was that like um, to get that kind of diagnosis, and um, how did you feel at that time? It was all uh, quite surreal initially, uh, and you know things happened very quickly. 
But um, I remember feeling a little bit devastated, actually, because I think mm. anyone, when they get a diagnosis of, of cancer, particularly one that's uh, considered very serious and, um, you know, difficult to treat, melanoma has a habit of spreading very quickly. Mm. Uh, I just remember praying to God for a miracle. Mm. You know, that Friday and over the weekend, I just prayed that God would miraculously heal. I, I guess I was sort of living like a nightmare and... Mm. Uh, I wanted to wake up on on Saturday morning or Sunday morning and Monday morning and and just uh, miraculously have uh, this cancer disappear, but um, mm. that didn't happen. Mm. You know, I think most people like it's normal for human beings when they get a big shocking news. Like the first thing, they don't automatic. Um, they don't really think of praying. Like that's not the first thing that comes into their head. Um, some people can be bitter. Some people can um, start blaming God. Um, and uh, just have all these sorts of emotions that, um, yeah, just playing in their heads and all this confusion. Mm. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah. I, I had some of those a bit later, and I will share a bit about that. Um, mm. You do go through those uh, questions, you know, why? Why has this happened to me? You mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know, I believe beyond a doubt that God could heal me. Mm. But he didn't. So, you know, in Psalm 23, uh, can you read just Psalm 23, verse 4 and 5? It's a it's a beautiful passage, and uh, I remember this, and I've I've remembered this often throughout my journey. Mm. And um, okay, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. You know, this passage doesn't say... um David didn't pray to God and say, Hey, take me around the valley. Mm. He said, said walk when me. I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid because you are close beside me. So hmm. um, David didn't actually ask God to take him around the valley or to take the valley away. And I think that's what we want initially. We want that challenge to be taken away uh, because it's hard. It's hard to face. It's hard to deal with. But, um, you know, trusting God that he will go through the valley with us and helping us to not be afraid as we go through that valley. That was an important passage that really uh, helped me a lot. Um, you know, after uh, after having that diagnosis, and uh, it was just two weeks later, it's interesting, they, they took the moles out that they thought were the primary first, but they weren't in so much of a hurry to take the tumour out that was in my neck. Mm-hmm. It was about two weeks later. They, they took out that. I, I went back to Melbourne and um, I had surgery to remove the, the tumour mm-hmm. in my neck. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt um, very looked after, you know, mm-hmm. I guess going to a specialist clinic. I was concerned about being in Tasmania that uh, the waiting times and the period of which it could take to actually get in and, and see someone. But fortunately, everything's uh, processed very quickly. Oh, I was certainly lucky and fortunate and blessed. I could say it. I can't say lucky. I think God was with me uh, to enable me to be able to see the people I needed to see quickly and and have it dealt with. Um, so mm. two weeks after diagnosis, I had the uh, or two and a half weeks, I think it was, I had the tumor removed, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, that was, I guess, a big relief. Mm. Indeed. Um, I think sometimes when you're going through difficult situations, um, you still have, um, like, unexpected things happen, um, unexpected in a good way or, like, um, strange. And, um, yeah, it's just um, sort of, I don't know, did you feel like God was looking after you at that time? Yes, I did. And um, and certainly my wife uh, was with me. She's been a very wonderful um, support and, and she was always there by my side and I knew that people were praying and I knew that gave me that sense of peace that somehow God was still with me, you know, mm. that facing those challenges. Mm. It's very important to have that support um, when you're going through that such hard, a hard time. So um, it might be easy to say, well, that was it, you know, the, the tumour was gone and... Uh, and, you know, my journey was all over. But melanoma is typically one that keeps coming back and uh, spreads throughout the body. And so my journey was no different. And uh, in July 2013, so this was a little bit later. This was uh, almost five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, another lump uh, on my scalp, under my scalp, you know, under the skin uh, popped up uh, not far from where the moles had been removed and so I guess this began my my next challenge and you sort of go along and you start to forget about it. You know, this is nearly five years later and mm. you, you start to think, I'm okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's all good. Mm-hmm. I hadn't looked at the statistics, as I mentioned earlier. I hadn't looked up the prognosis. I hadn't looked up, you know, well, what was my chances of, of long-term survival. But uh, mm-hmm. I found a lump. I, I felt a, a lump and it was sore and... Uh, in uh, July 2013 and I got that checked out and uh, Mm. uh, got it cut out and yes sure enough it was another um, tumour not the kind of news you'd want to hear not really (laughs) Mm. so uh, we might go to another break and um, after the break uh, we've got some more to talk about Mm. And just to remind our listeners uh, of our listener question, um, just share with us uh, the your the your go to Bible verse when you're having a difficult time or when you're going through a hard time in your life. Um, text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be be able to share that next week. Um, our next song is "Still" by Hilary Scott. God alone But sometimes I still try to take control Cause I get scared when I can't see the end And all you want from me is to let go Your parting waters making a Before I bring my need Cause 
There's no fear you've not already seen I rest my heart on all your promises Cause I have seen and know your faithfulness made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Best Still, or Still actually, by Hilary Scott. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. And today we have Jason Cook um, sharing uh, his uh, topic on the big C, which is cancer, part one. Um, now, Jason, um, in the Bible, it talks about anointing and uh, praying for people who are sick. Um, can you share a bit about this? Yes, so in um, James chapter 5, it actually talks about this a little bit. So I'll get you to read that. Um, This is James chapter 5, 14 and 15, and I think it's the New Living Translation. Can you read that? Sure. Um, Are any of you sick? Uh, You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. So uh, I knew that people in my church were praying for me, and that that meant a lot. But um, when this cancer came back, I thought I hadn't been anointed in the first uh, instance. And I thought, okay, now might be the time. (laughs) Mm. It's come back. I need to uh, follow what the Bible says. And uh, so I uh, spoke to the pastor and the elders, and uh, they came and we had an anointing uh, time and I really strongly felt that God spoke to me. Now, not audibly, I don't hear God speaking to me, but I, I sometimes get very strong uh, thoughts that I, I, I can't get away from. And, mm. and I felt God had said to me at that point, I've healed you. Wow. I've healed you. Mm. Um, in fact, I've already healed you. So this was during the anointing. I was hearing God saying, I've already healed you. 
And that was really powerful. It gave me comfort. It gave me hope. And um, But the challenge was that in uh, just six months later, in 2014, January, uh, another lump came back. Mm. And that really confused me because mm. I thought, oh, God, I heard you. I thought you were communicating to me that I was healed, and yet it came back again. So that was confusing. It was mm. really confusing. And uh, I just had to, I guess, sit with that and um, and go on. Mm. Um, Jason, I believe, you know, when you're going through a hard time, like it's hard to think of what this is trying to teach you or you, what you can learn from the experience because you're trying to think of how to get away from that um situation yeah but i just i'm just wondering did you learn anything from this experience certainly lots and lots um uh yeah both from a spiritual perspective and a practical perspective as well Mm -hmm. um in that january when that lump came back i had more surgery and uh, i i found a, a retreat a health retreat that specifically focused on cancer and there was lots lots of things that i learned there some of these things i sort of already knew but um to to formally learn it in a in a group environment was was very powerful and it's really stuck with me so these are some points that i learned that you know diet is important in in maintaining health mm-hmm. and not only that diet is important in combating cancer even even when you've got it you know having a healthy diet uh, really can help that and you know there's evidence to support this and exercise is important we should maintain exercise, you know, regularly to uh, help both the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mind can have a very powerful effect on the body. And so it's important that if we've got uh, burdens or issues or, you know, hurts that we haven't forgiven, that it's really important to forgive those. And the Bible teaches us this, that, that we need to forgive people mm-hmm. because that actually help, hurts us as well when we carry this hurt around with us. Um, you know, laughter and joy is important. It's enjoy. It's important to celebrate and to actually enjoy life. Mm-hmm. That was something that that I learned. And you know, perhaps uh, I'm a bit too serious in life, so I learned that it's good to actually laugh. And, I think uh, you've loosened up a bit. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really important is to find your purpose in life, and in particular, to find your spiritual purpose. And to reconnect if you're not there at the moment when if you face a challenge like this with cancer or any other health issue, to reconnect with God and uh, to find your faith. These were things that I learned that actually have an impact on um, dealing with cancer. and, and mm, Very important points um, indeed. Um, and anyway, like it's always good to maintain all these points because, um, yeah, you'll just have a fulfilling life. Um, that way. Um, so Jason, you mentioned that you were told the cancer had returned. Um, very shocking and um, unexpected news. Um, how did you process that? Well, there's a lot of doubt and confusion that, that happens. Every time cancer comes up, you still ask the same questions. Why this again? Do I have to face it again? I've been through it and, you know, I've had a break for a little bit, but, you know, it comes back and it's hard. And uh, you, you start to ask God, you know, what are you doing? You know, we, I know you can heal, but what is it that you're trying to teach me here? Um, and in particular, it was confusing for me because I thought I, I'd really heard God speak to me to say, I've already healed you, and mm. yet then the cancer came back. That was challenging for me. It was a test of my faith, I guess, in a way. You know, what was I going to do with that confusion? Mm. Um 
But, you know, I really came to the point where I, I realised that this was actually about learning to trust God more fully. Mm. And, uh, you know, there, there was, yeah, there were some big decisions that, that I had to make. And, uh, yeah, well, one, one such uh, experience was um, during this time and before that next lot of cancer, uh, we had actually purchased a block of land and we were planning on building a house. Mm-hmm. And... Then I get uh, diagnosed with another uh, lot of cancer and we think, oh, hang on, is this the right thing to do, you know, to, to proceed to build a house when you've just been diagnosed with another, uh, you know, lump and another tumour of cancer and, you know, how do you deal with that? But, mm. you know, my wife and I prayed about this really seriously and I, um, I came to the conclusion through scripture and through prayer that God does not want us to live in fear. Mm. God does not want us to live in fear. He wants us to live with a sense of trust and faith in him. Mm. And so we proceeded and we we built a house over that period of time between uh, uh, sort of the end of 2013 and uh, it was finished in July 2015. Mm, I believe some decisions are hard to make, especially when you have a lot going on. and sometimes you may think, oh, you, what are you doing? What are you thinking? But then, you know, you have to think about the big, you know, you have to look into the future. And, um, you know, I also recall a biblical story of Job mm. in the Old Testament. He faced a lot of challenges. Um, did you relate to that at all? Absolutely. Um, you know, in the book of Job, we probably won't read it now because we haven't quite got time to go through it. But Job was this man who was a righteous man. He was a man who trusted in God, who believed in God and followed God. But it's interesting, in the beginning of Job, it says that Satan approached God and said, look at this man, Job. You know, he, he's only, he only trusts in you because you bless him with all these things. And, uh, and this is going on without Job being aware, of course, you know, so he's just living his life, but Satan and God are having a, a conversation and uh, and amazing things happen. Amazingly terrible things happen to Job, where he loses his uh, his his cattle and his donkeys and his farmhands. They all get killed. And then, uh, as the messenger came to tell him about this, another messenger came to say that his sheep and his shepherds had been killed, and then his camels and servants had been killed. And then, finally, that most heartbreaking thing would be that he he found out that all of his children had been killed in these disasters. Now, this happened because God basically had this discussion with Satan to say, I will allow you to test Job, but... I believe that he won't turn his back on me. So he was he was challenging Satan, I guess, and Satan was challenging God to say, "Well, you know, Satan, uh, sorry, Job only trusts in you because uh, he uh, he's being blessed, but you know, you take those blessings away, and he'll turn his back on you." And mm-hmm. God said, "I don't think so." Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I'd encourage you to read the book of Job, chapter one. It gave me mm-hmm. an awful lot of um, courage, I guess, because you question, why is this happening to you? Mm-hmm. And in the case of Job, there was nothing that he had done that mm. was causing this. Now, I can't claim to be a righteous man like Job. Job was uh, a much more righteous man than I am. But nevertheless, you still ask that question, why is this happening to me? And why is God allowing this happening to me? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure many people have gone through challenging times 
ask that same question. Mm. Why is this happening? And I think Job, the book of Job answers this question really clearly that there is a spiritual battle going on. There's a spiritual battle between Satan and God. And Satan is trying at every opportunity to get God's followers to turn their back on him. And and he does that by uh, testing with you know, physical uh, events that happen, you know, disasters, challenges. Satan wants us to turn our back on God and to blame God. And it's very tempting, you know, to, to do that when you're facing a challenge like this. Mm. It's good that you've mentioned that, Jason, because um, we tend to actually blame God because we believe he's powerful. He can, he's in control. He can um, take any situation away from us or he can prevent any situation. But then when he allows things to happen, we tend to blame God. We never think of blaming Satan. Mm, That's right. right. Most people blame God, but uh, they forget that Satan is there trying to uh, bring us all down. Mm. We are about to go for a break, but just to mention a bit more information um, about our book offer and um this book is when heaven poses um and it's a god is never too busy to care to hear or to help um this is by Kurt johnson uh, when you cry god stops and listens um when cancer strikes or a heart attack heaven poses when your spouse decides the marriage is over and walks out out the door heaven poses and this book um it tells about a God who cares and understands, a God who can help you with every issue you're facing at this very moment. Um, this is a very interesting and um, good book to read. We'll give you the code to claim the book after the break. Um, our next song is Blessings by Laura Story. Blessings, we pray for peace, comfort for family, protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. spoken need Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops What if your healing comes through tears What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near in disguise We pray for wisdom Your voice to hear And we cry in anger When we cannot feel you near We doubt your goodness 
we doubt your love As if every promise from your word is not enough Blessings by Laura Story, and you're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. And uh, today we have Jason um, Cook sharing his story um, or his journey with cancer. And uh, before the break, I promised to give you the code to claim our free book offer, which is the book When Heaven Poses by Kurt Johnson. Um, the code to get that book is Connect One C O Double N E C T One. No space in between. Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, and we'll be able to send that book to you. And it may take a few weeks. Um, so Jason, we are in the last section of today's program. How would you like to finish off? Well, I guess uh, in summary, some of the things that I've learned, and there's more to my story yet, but. Uh, we don't always understand why God works in the way he does. And, you know, we pray for particular outcomes and they don't happen, and that's confusing sometimes. But I've learned that regardless of the outcome, we need to surrender to God. We need to actually trust him and and, uh, and know that he's got it in his hands. Um, you know, when, uh, when I was anointed and that uh, healing... I heard that message from God to say, 
I've already healed you, but then the cancer came back. It was so confusing. And uh, it, it came to me much later what God meant at that time, and I'll, I'll share that in a later uh, program. Mm. But uh, we need to keep trusting God regardless, uh, even if we're a bit confused or we're unsure what's going on. The other thing is that uh, I think we need to be careful about turning against God. You know, if we if we turn our back on God when the things get tough, then what does that say about our our faith? You know, um, remember that you know there is a devil who's trying to turn us against God. Mm-hmm. So we need to keep hanging on. We need to keep looking to God and keep uh, relying on Him to take us through the the. Um, the difficult experience. When I when I learn to hand this over to God, and when you've got cancer, often it's a situation where you feel powerless. There's, mm. there's not much you can do about it. Mm. When I learned to actually hand that to God entirely, then I started to experience peace. Mm. And that's where the anger and the questions and the disappointment starts to disappear when we start to actually hand it over to God, give it to God, and learn to trust him more. Mm. And, you know, even when it came to the issue of uh, deciding whether or not to build the house and, you know, what did my future look like? Is, was the cancer going to come back again? You know, there was a financial um, consideration here that uh, if the cancer was going to come back, could we afford to pay for the house that we were building? And, uh, you know, how how did that look? And, you know, we had uh, uh, teenage children and I wanted to be able to provide a, a place for them to, to, to grow up in. And um, But uh, there was a financial consideration. Now, I learned through this time to put my trust in God, even in my financial affairs. Mm. And uh, we prayed about, you know, the purchase of that land and we prayed about whether we should proceed with building the house and we felt that... Uh, that God was actually saying, yes, I want you to have a positive uh, project. I want you to keep living. Don't don't uh, turn into uh, a situation where you're just living in fear and doubt, and uh, and you know you, you're still alive. Keep living. You know, keep living. I've got more things for you. Mm. Um, you know, and unlike Job, I've got uh, many things that I've done in my life, many poor choices. So I, I can't claim to be a righteous person like Job. But nevertheless. Um, we can understand from the story of Job that there is a spiritual battle going on. And so we shouldn't always, you know, question and doubt ourselves that, you know, this is coming upon me. God's punishing me mm-hmm. for this. We need to trust that God still has us in his hands. You know, that question of, uh, you know, do I blame God? Do I walk away from God because he hasn't done what I asked him to? You know, that's... Uh, that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to hang on to him. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I chose to do that, I guess. It is a choice. It is a choice as to which way we go. Do we do we uh, turn our back on God? Do we hang on? But, uh, you know, I, I chose to hang on to him. And, you know, God gave me a sense of peace throughout this. And, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd encourage listeners, if they face a challenge like this, is to actually turn toward God. Turn to him, seek him out more fully, pray more fully, study scripture more fully. I've I've found scripture to be such a blessing and the promises of scripture to be so 
uh, beneficial to me in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, uh, a couple of little stories, you know, that, um, that are in the, in the scriptures. There's uh, the story of the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 19. I'd encourage you to go and read that. Uh, the, the disciples were really discouraged after Jesus um, had this interaction with this rich young man uh, who uh, was challenged to, to uh, give up his wealth. Mm. And uh, they said, you know, after they saw what had happened and what Jesus had said to him, he said to the man, go sell your possessions and come follow me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said to Jesus, you know, who can be saved if, if uh, not even this wealthy rich man who's followed the commandments all his life, mm-hmm. not if he, can, he can't even be saved? Because the question he asked Jesus was, what must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. Um, the lesson from that mm-hmm. was that Jesus said, humanly speaking, mm-hmm. we can't be saved. Mm-hmm. But through God, anything is it's impossible. Mm. And that's really, I guess, the point that I want to finish off on today is that anything is possible with God. Mm. Thank you, Jason, for sharing that um, story with us. It does take a bit, a lot of courage, actually, I would say, um, to actually come and talk about some of the things that caused you a lot of um, anger and pain and, um, you know, conflicting emotions. Um, and I pray that. Um, our listeners or someone out there will be encouraged um, through this story. Um, I believe you'll be talk. Uh, you'll be presenting again next Friday. Um, so, what do you have for us? Well, my story goes on. Yeah, there's there's a quite a lot to it, and um, it gets even more challenging. So, next week, hang on to the next part of this story, where it gets even more challenging and more special as well. Mm, that's part two. Um, so. St- Join us for that. And um, next week on Monday, we have um, Dan, uh, David Leo, and uh, David will be talking about the seed and the soil. Um, so join us for um, to hear more of what he has to share. And just remind our listeners of our show now, um, our offer code, it's Connect1, to get our book offer. Text her to 488 Our last song is We've Got This Hope by Ellie Holcomb. Be blessed wherever you are. this hope we've got a future we've got the power of the resurrection living within we've got this hope we've got a promise that we are held up and protected in the palm of his hand and even when our hearts are breaking
Breaking. Oh. 